Welcome to 15 Minutes of Free Grace. The Bible teaches that we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This podcast ministry is devoted to teaching and defending a biblical worldview anchored in the grace of God and to encouraging believers to embrace and experience the grace life every day. My name is Hudson Smelly, and in this episode, I want to address the difference between legalism and obedience. These are actually very different concepts, but at the same time, many people confuse the two. At the one extreme, we have Christians that accuse others of legalism for doing nothing more than pointing out that something they are doing or saying is contrary to Scripture. At the other extreme, we have people who define the Christian walk by a list of rules. These are people who read the Gospels and walk away believing the Pharisees were the heroes of the story. Of course, they wouldn't say it that way, but their doctrine is cut from the same self-righteous cloth. I want to be clear at the outset, however, that while some legalists advocate keeping some version of the Old Testament law or the oral traditions like the Pharisees advocated, please understand that a person can be a legalist without doing either of those. Many Christians, and you could fill in many Baptists, many Methodists, many of whatever group, whatever denomination, many Christians are just like the Pharisees except their list of rules is different. But the error and the result of this is the same. I've met ardent legalists in churches that boldly say grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. That's why it's important for us to get our arms around legalism because it's a terribly destructive cancer on the Christian walk and at the same time, it has the propensity to spread rapidly through subtle deception. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Galatians to address a particular legalism that was a problem in the early church. As Jewish people, uh, who were sometimes referred to as Judaizers, taught new Gentile converts that keeping the law was a necessary part of salvation and sanctification. Paul was shocked at how quickly his readers moved from the truth of a grace gospel to the deception of legalism. He wrote in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. It's shocking how fast people can go from the truth of a grace gospel to some sort of performance legalism. So we need to think about the very types of arguments uh, for legalism that so frequently ensnare people that start from a grace gospel. It usually begins with commands or commandments in the Bible that we know we ought to be doing. The subtlety of the deception, however, is that these people come across as simply arguing that Christians should keep the rules. After all, uh, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. How can we possibly argue against a position that's telling us we should keep God's commandments? The deception, however, is that the advocate is describing obedience when he or she is peddling legalism, and they're not the same thing. Legalism does not equal obedience. Some legalists like to give grace a little pat on the top of the head by saying, sure, you're saved by grace, but once you become a Christian, now you need to start keeping the commands, and if you fail to keep the commands, you're going to prove you were never a Christian to begin with. We might pose the question before us in this way. If rules are good, 
then why is it bad to be a legalist? If rules are good, why is it bad to be a legalist? Well, the answer to this question requires us to distinguish obedience from legalism. And it really comes down to two things. It's the heart attitude of the person involved, and it's what is understood as the purpose of the rule. So we'll touch on both of these. Legalism. The legalist advocates a set of rules as the foundation for how we become a Christian and mature as Christians. These rules may come from the Bible, or they may be contrived, or they may be a blend of both, which is what we see in the in the doctrine of the Pharisees. The legalist responds to the rules and self-assesses his or her spirituality based on a subjective measure of their own rule-keeping. If the legalist feels like they're keeping the rules, uh, then they're good. Uh, they're, they're a good, genuine Christian in favor with God. But when they experience the failures of life, they see themselves as unacceptable to and out of favor with God. And some even would say, that they are no longer saved, or they were never saved to begin with. Their conduct proves they were a spurious or fake Christians. Of course, these are terms we find nowhere in the Bible, but they are popular in uh, the literature and uh, the preaching of our day. Now, while it sounds pious to advocate keeping the rules, the source of this doctrine is not piety at all. Everything about our human experience apart from God is based on human effort in one way or another. We earn, we buy, or we take. We earn our salary, earn a pay raise, earn a promotion, earn a college degree, earn an award, earn athletic achievements through hard work, earn our place in the community. We even earn the affection of others. And we think of other people uh, and we think other people should, should earn their way as well. There's no free lunches, as they say. The world won't meet you halfway. Having a rule book so we can earn our way with God fits squarely within our broken human nature. And that's where the rub is. This kind of thinking fits comfortably within our broken human nature, which according to the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1 is distorted. Paul says our thinking is senseless, our hearts are darkened, and our minds are reprobate. When that kind of uh, thinking, uh, hearts and, and, and minds, when that creates uh, a way to spirituality, it always does so on the basis of performance. Legalism is a glorified effort to obtain God's favor on our terms by our obedience and keeping with our deep-rooted concept of performance-based merit. The Bible contains rules, that's for sure, but legalism is an abuse of the rules because it is spirituality on our own terms. And that is common to all the religions, so that the Christian legalists unwittingly debase this Christianity by bringing it down to the level of human contrivance, human man-made religions. Legalism is sown in our sin nature, and despite how we try to dress it up with supposed piety, the harvest is always an outworking of the sin nature. In convincing ourselves that we are somehow winning God's favor, we feel spiritually superior to others, we become self-righteous, we play the comparison game with those around us as we measure our hard-earned favor with God against other people's failures to measure up. We become our own standard, and we impose it on other people. But if our human pride does not bolster up our self-righteousness, we may be overtaken by fear and the honest realization 
We're not meeting the very standards we're setting. Now our legalism has become a, a pair of shackles to the fear and the uncertainty that we don't measure up or may fail to measure up tomorrow. And don't miss this about legalism. If you could always keep the rules you think you ought to keep, that would not make you Christ-like or spiritually mature. Legalism through performance seeks to emulate what it is we think a Christian ought to look like, but it bypasses the inward transformation that only comes through a renewed mind, Romans chapter 12. Now, in contrast to legalism, we have what is obedience. Uh, they're often confused as the same thing. They're not. As I said, legalism is a response to the rules. Obedience, however, is not a response to the rules, but a response to God. Instead of using rules to obtain God's favor on our terms, it is a response to God's continuing grace in our lives so that we experience the righteousness of God by the only means that's possible. Yes, we're doing, but we're cooperating with the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're obtaining a renewed mind uh, and living out this faith and then uh, experiencing the righteousness of God. Uh, it is, first and foremost, a response to God, not to the rules. But let's ask an important question to help see how this works. Can you keep the commandments of Christ? John fourteen fifteen says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Can you keep the commands of Christ without loving him? Usually someone will raise their hand and say, well, of course you can keep the commands of Christ without loving him. You can just go through the motions. But I suggest the answer is an emphatic no. And that's an important uh, a question to, to have answered for what we're talking about. The answer, can you keep the commands of Christ without loving him? The answer is no. And here's why. Jesus said the greatest command is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. If that's the greatest command, then surely the greatest failure we could ever have is to fail to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind. See, that being the case, you can't obey God without loving him. If the greatest commandment is to love him, that's like step one. Nothing else will make your life a life of obedience if you don't love him. Jesus listed this first because it's the foundation for keeping all the other commands. Obedience is an outflow of love toward God. And that's why I said earlier that legalism and obedience are different. And the difference comes down to the heart attitude. The obedient Christian responds to the continuing grace of God as an expression of love for God. Love the Lord thy God of all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. They self-assess based on who they are in Christ, not on their successes or failures at keeping the rules. Therefore, obedience is a love response to God, and it's inseparable from the grace of God that both enables the obedience and uh, helps us to, to grow. At this point, the legalists will often say, well, the sanctification process, how we grow to maturity and grow in the Lord, that's by works. Even if grace plays a role in us becoming a Christian, now we've got to work our way through it. It's an old argument. It's one that the Apostle Paul 
squarely rejected. He wrote in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It's such a lovely way the King James puts it. They, it's a unique term. It's only used here in the scripture. Uh, it's like they've cast a spell on you. What do they do? They've gotten you out of a grace gospel into a performance gospel. It's being bewitched. He goes on, he says, you know, who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? It's a rhetorical question. Uh, you know, why would you do this? This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? You became a Christian through a work of the Holy Spirit. That is a... Uh, you know, this is grace, it's faith, the Spirit brings a work on you, uh, makes us a new creation. Are you now going to continue or be made perfect in the flesh? Paul calls out the illogic of what they're thinking, what they've been convinced of, or what they've been bewitched about. You couldn't save yourself by being good enough, but now uh, you're going to experience more and more the righteousness of God in your life by being good enough based on your own resources? Paul points out the obvious. Legalism couldn't save you, and for the same reason, legalism can never get you to grow uh, to maturity, to become more Christ-like, to really be transformed. Paul addressed this matter in Romans 7 of how the flesh wages war against the Spirit, and when we're trying to achieve God's favor on our terms, the flesh always wins. I've had legalists demand of me, well, if there's no rules, how shall we live? But of course, that's a straw man because uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, no one's claiming that there were there's no rules. And the Apostle Paul, uh, who, who would advocate grace, never denied there are rules. Um, but, but we understand that genuine obedience can only be a response to God's grace. So the answer to the question, how now shall we live, is what Paul pointed out in Galatians chapter 5. Walk in the Spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Ultimately, legalism is a taskmaster we can never fully satisfy. We set standards we can't meet, and if we think we're meeting them, uh, we become the self-righteous Pharisee. Obedience is a grace-empowered response to the love and grace of God that produces genuine transformation. So what's the takeaway? Be obedient to God's grace, but don't be a legalist in relation to the rules, the commands of Christ. Make your obedience, make your conformity to the rules be a response, a love response to Christ. And uh, that's going to be the key for us growing in grace. Until next time, grace and peace to you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.